Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Kelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is my uh, three times a week podcast, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff, where I talk about single subjects, and it's time to wake the fuck up because we are in a crisis situation with our dogs and dog owners with just not enough knowledge and um, owners just um, not knowing what to do with dogs and trainers not being ethical and dogs being in the worst shape that they've ever been in the world and the truth not being told. And it's time to start telling the truth. But before I start all that, let me give you a really, really great um, uh, let's see if we can just cue this up. Um, Let's just see if we can cue this up. Um, We've got a Green to Graduate um, uh, uh, program, which is a fantastic program. program that we've got that actually does not talk about corrections that much. It's more about a proactive basis. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker, here! That's my boy! Here? There we go. That's my boy. And in 10 days or 11 days, that dog was fully off leash trained from not knowing its name to 11 days. Big deal. We're dog trainers, but your average person can train a dog in basic obedience um, to off leash capability in about a month if you put the work into. Um, When it comes to correcting dogs, which is what I want to talk about today, because nobody else wants to talk about it. People are lying to you. um, And that's the big problem. Um, A great example is we do something called the Inner Circle, and the Inner Circle is a very um, close-knit group of five people. It runs for a week. We're going to be announcing the next Inner Circle, which is going to be starting in November, and people are doing a great job training their dogs, but there's still small struggles, and Joel and I do a 90-minute Zoom call with them, and everybody's in the same Zoom, and believe it or not, everything was based on corrections. And in one week, one day, they videotaped the progress. So we had dogs, everything from going after strangers, stopped. We had dogs that were um, forging ahead on the leash, stopped. Dogs that were chronically whining, stopped. All of those things were stopped um, because of the concept of correcting a dog. But I want to talk about something even more. And this is where a dog train a lot of dog trainers. This is where so many dog trainers are getting it wrong, and um, it's unethical to tell an owner this, and it doesn't make even common sense. So I'd like a lot of us to start using our common sense hat. I talk for about twenty minutes on a topic, and then I will answer questions uh, pertaining to the topic. If you've got a general question about your dog, I push you to the Wednesday and Friday podcast, which is the What Would Jeff Do show with the lovely Joelle, which we'll be doing tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we do that every week. <clears throat> There'll be a link later on the um, on our Facebook page and our YouTube page on how to get there. So the, the, the false narrative out there is you need to build a relationship with your dog before you correct your dog or before you correct a dog. Just think about that concept. You need to build a relationship with the dog before you correct the dog or you like ruin the dog. That's just messed up. That doesn't make sense. So we have a dog coming in today for a boarding train down here in Florida. 
the dog is known for lots of barking, barking its head off at everything. We have a dog that is not doing great with obedience. Now we're going to separate out of obedience and behavior mod. And this is where the conversation is really, really important, that people just cannot use enough common sense to understand the difference. We're not correcting dogs for not knowing obedience commands at all until they know the obedience commands. So did everybody hear that? Because for some reason, people are not hearing it because I'm not changing my story on this. Never have. We are not correcting dogs for not knowing obedience commands until they know the obedience commands. So I'm not going to correct you for not downing if you don't down. That's ludicrous. That's stupid. That's insanity. Like, who the fuck would do that? But you're barking day one, you get corrected. You try to bite me day one, you get corrected. You jump on me day one, you get corrected. You try to break out of a fence, you get corrected. Break out of a crate, you get corrected. You don't need a relationship with the dog. You don't need to have worked with the dog. You don't need to have trained the dog in any obedience commands. You can absolutely, positively correct a dog within the first five minutes of knowing that dog, meeting that dog. So I'm not talking about going up to random people's dogs and correcting them. I'm talking about like a dog that you own. By the way, you own the dog. It's an ownership relationship. You purchased a dog, therefore you own the dog. You're not your dog's guardian and all this other new age woke bullshit that everyone's trying to pass off to make dogs like seem like they're equals to you. They're not even close to equals to you. And everyone has a hard time with that. Stop bringing wokeness into dog training. That's what's fucking up these dogs. So, when it comes to stopping unwanted behaviors, when it comes to stopping unwanted behaviors, do we know the difference? Do we, like, can, we, can we hear the difference here? Jumping on people is an unwanted behavior. Not doing it down when they don't know it down is a lack of obedience training. There's a humongous difference between the two. So this dog comes in today. It's not a biting dog, but let's say it was. And my son, Angelo, who will be 10 this Sunday, November, um, September 25th, by the way. Um, there is Angelo walks by. The owner's holding the dog on a leash. I'm holding the dog on the leash. Angelo walks by. The dog's going to be in our house. And the dog lunges for Angelo within the first five minutes of the dog being here. I can't correct that dog. You're, people are saying I can't correct that dog because I don't have a Literally, I don't have a relationship with that dog. Therefore, I can't correct that dog. So what would you like me to do? Don't freaking give me any, don't give me any sort of, any sort of, why is my alarm going off at eight o'clock? 
I don't set 8 o'clock alarms. I don't even set alarms because I don't need an alarm. I wake up naturally at 3. <clears throat> um, why is it, like, just think about this, these concepts. Who would ever say that you can't correct a dog until you build a relationship with a dog? It's asinine. It's unethical. But people are saying it all the time. People in the dog training industry. And enough of this, like, you know, force-free, force-positive. Of course, that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. I'm talking about people that actually correct dogs. But you can't correct them until you build a relationship first. That is the new narrative out there. That is the new narrative out there. Everybody wants to be now like the soft remote cower trainer, the soft balance trainer. It's unethical. It's improper information to a dog owner and a, a, a dog to you, to your staff, to, in this case, my family. So this dog comes in. And starts barking all night on, on night one. I can't correct that dog because I haven't built a relationship yet. I got to listen to that dog barking. I'm not talking about obedience. Dog tries to break out of its crate. I can't stop it. Dog tries to jump over a fence. I can't stop it. Dog resource guards its food. I can't stop it. That's what you're saying. That's what people are saying. Oh, you'll mess up the dog. Bullshit, you'll mess up the dog. No, you won't. Why? We've never seen it in 20 years, 10,000 dogs. Me traveling around the world, that's not an ego statement. It's like, I'm not seeing this. And anybody that knows how to apply effective punishment is not seeing it either. And that's the problem. You have to know how to apply an effective reward because we do a ton of reward-based training. We're going to videotape this whole dog's boarding train here. We're going to document it all. We'll have educational moments. We'll have clips. We'll put up it on stories. We'll make videos. So when did this happen? When did all of a sudden now, quote unquote, balanced dog trainers, why can't we just call it dog training? Balanced dog trainers have stopped. I have started getting so soft. Why? When? Dogs are getting coming into us worst behaved. Owners are not as educated. So we have to be spending more time with owners, which is what we're supposed to be doing. We're coming up with a whole new program for owners to educate them better. Dogs are coming in. Anybody that works with dogs right now knows dogs are coming in worse than ever. Their behavior is worse. Their psychological status is worse. I don't even get into the freaking their confirmation of them. Why? Because people are believing that you shouldn't be correcting your dogs, and that is the biggest disservice. You want to build a good relationship with your dog? Train it what you want, correct it what you don't want, you'll have a great relationship. You've got a nervous, fearful dog, believe it or not, you can correct it. That's not a free pass. You've got a dog that has fear, that's not a free pass for bad behavior. You know how you get a dog over fear? Believe it or not, use fear. Fear can train fear. Doesn't make sense emotionally, but it makes sense to me, and it works because we've done it over and over and over again. And the people that quote that say it doesn't work, it's like, how do you know it doesn't work? Have you done it? 
And did you do it right? And how many dogs have you done it with? But these are all the freaking lies out there. So, if you think that you correcting your dog for an unwanted behavior is going to destroy the relationship, it's not. It's actually the opposite. You not correcting your dog for an unwanted behavior is going to destroy the relationship. In fact, there won't be a relationship anymore because that dog will be out of your freaking house because it's so badly behaved. And why would you want to put up with that? Why would you want your dog barking at your front window for a week, a month, a year, five years? Wouldn't it be nice to have a dog that's not barking out the window? Wouldn't it be nice to have a dog that's not jumping up on your counter, getting into your trash can, getting into the litter box, knocking stuff over in your house, jumping on your kids, jumping on grandma? Stealing food off the, the, the um, um, coffee table? Wouldn't it be nice to have a dog not barking at the TV when it sees a dog or any other animal on the TV? Like These are the problems that everybody deals with. <clears throat> and all of these things can be stopped. And they can be stopped in less than three seconds. Everything I just mentioned is a three-second fix. Dog aggression, that takes a lot of time. Human aggression, that takes a lot of time. But everything else that I mentioned, which is probably common, extremely common, can all be stopped. <clears throat> Got an inquiry last night. Counseling getting increased. I get a ton of them. Questions, increased DMs, everything. I've got three dogs that, that bark at the front door. Okay, that's not so bad. We can stop that. But I also have 15 cats, and I homeschool my two children. Wow, that's a busy household. Yeah, it is. But guess what? It's still a three-second fix. It's, you can still stop it. Literally, while the cats are roaming around, while the kids are doing their homework, and you can actually, <clears throat> excuse me, be on, the, be on the telephone as well. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Got it? That's what I got for you. That's the truth. That's the truth. That, the, that These comments piss off so many people, but that's the truth. Facts do not care about your feelings. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. But you're being lied to. Think about it rationally. Think about it rationally. We're not talking about obedience. We're talking about stopping unwanted behaviors. And I keep having to say that because people are not getting it through their freaking head, especially in this industry. I cannot tell you how many dog trainers love to tell me that that's wrong. And I'm like, do you even work with dogs? Like, what do you do? What do you do when a dog tries to bite you on day one? Do you do board and train? You go to people's houses? What do you do? I love to know what you do. I'd love to know when, a, when you walk into a client's house and a dog lunges for your face, what do you do? I'd love to know. I'd love to know when somebody hires you for three sessions or even one session. Hey, I'd like to hire you for one session. My dog barks at the front window and counter surfs. 
You come in as a professional trainer. That's your job. You're paying X amount. You're being paid X amount of money from $35 an hour to $235 an hour. You come in the house. You've been hired to fix these two problems. That's the job. That is your job. And you come in and you've got to sit down and give the owner some big, huge fucking spiel. It's like, how about getting to work? You have an hour. And you show them how to fix those problems. And now you've got 55 minutes left. And you talk to them about anything you want. What are you going to do? Build a relationship in an hour? What are you going to do? Play games with the dog first? What, use a flirt pole? Not against flirt poles. Play chuck it? Not against chuck it. Go swimming with the dog? Not against swimming with dogs. Play tug? Not against playing tug. But, but that's not what you're hired for. Nor do you need to do that. Show the owner what to do. It's not your dog. Let the owner build the relationship with the dog. But the owner's got a crappy relationship with the dog. That's why they hired you. Because that's your job. So start doing your job. I'm a family pet dog trainer. But even competition dogs, narcotics dogs, they can all be trained. I'm sorry, corrected. I'd love to know what you do when a dog is barking its head off and you're trying to talk to a client. You're sitting on a couch talking to a client. A dog is barking its head off at you. What do you do? You can't even, you can't even hear the client talk. What do you do? Well, now's a great time to teach the owner how to shut up your dog. You might not know the sex of the dog, the name of the dog, if the dog is spayed or neutered. You might not know anything about that dog, where it's from. You might not even know the breed of the dog. You know why? None of it matters. You've been hired to stop the unwanted behavior. So do your job, stop the unwanted behavior, and enough of this, you need to build a relationship with the dog. That's bull effing shit. So hope everybody hears that. <clears throat> okay. Questions. Let's see what we got here. Sid, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Sid. How are you? Um, Denise Davis, my dog constantly puts his paws on me. It's like he's petting me. It's not like he's petting you. Your dog's not petting you. Your dog's being a pain in the ass. Correct? Let's just say it like it is. Your dog's being a pain in the ass. He's being pushy and needy. Drives me crazy. All capitals. I'm crazy. No shit. It started out as cute, but it drives you crazy. That can be stopped in one second. There's a couple ways to do it. Just say no and bonk your dog. If you know what a bonker is, go to my YouTube channel, look up how to make and how to deploy a bonker or have a remote collar. So how do you stop your dog from petting you? You make it suck for the dog to pet you. It's simple. Yes, you inflicted discomfort. Oh my God, you're hurting the dog. You're not hurting your dog. You're giving your dog a momentary discomfort event. It doesn't hurt the dog. Does it feel uncomfortable in the moment? Yeah. Yes, it does. 
Your dog will be fine. Your dog won't hate you. Oh my God, my dog ran away from me. And no shit. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Happy birthday to Angelo. Thank you, Carol. Denise, he's a 100-pound German Shepherd, one-year-old. And Denise was the one that I'm um, talking about the pawing. Um, Sole, um, the music, do you find yourself using the e-cower less and less over time on a given dog? Of course we do. We have a four-step program on a remote cower. You can actually go months without using the remote cower on the dog. The goal is to get the dog off the remote cower, not take it off, but get them off. The, dog, the, the, the goal is that the remote cower is there for just in case. So when you follow our program, which is on our Green to Graduate, which I just played, um, I'll put up the link here. I'll put up the link. <clears throat> Academy, and for all my podcasters that can't see it, it's, it's academy.solidk9training.com. And that shows you actually how to get your dog off the remote. But that's the goal. You shouldn't be prompting your dog when it's finally trained. And everybody is. They're nagging their dog. Why? Because they haven't applied a correction. They've been nagging. They've stopped the, the, the behavior in the moment, but they have not applied a proper punisher. And yes, I use the word punishment because that is the correct term. Punishment has been hijacked to mean abuse. It's the farthest thing from abuse. The farthest thing. Allison says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Wendy says, Angelo and I share the same birthday, only 50 years apart. Happy birthday, Wendy. Kim, iron sharpens iron, related to the fear of contact. That's true. Um, Denise says he jumps um, onto the kitchen table to try to get the cat all the time. He ruined my table. Exactly. What did that cost? What does that cost you to, to buy a new kitchen table? That is a one-second fix. One second. You set it up. Cat's on the table, remote cowers on the dog. You put it on high, high, not like 10, 15, 20, 30, high. How high? High enough for that dog to go, holy fucking shit, that sucked. I'm not jumping up on the table to go after the cat anymore. That's how high. Yep. That's how bad behaviors are stopped. Intolerable consequences. Oh my God, that'll ruin the relationship. Ruin the relationship? You don't want to ruin, you know how you ruin the relationship? You have a dog ruin your table and go after your cat all the time. That ruins relationships. You're stressed out, you're yelling and screaming. Instead, right now, I could be sitting here and if I had a cat and if I had a dog that chased, chased the cat or if I had a dog that jumped on the table, I literally can talk to you at the exact same time that I actually corrected my dog at a high level while I jumped on the table and you wouldn't have even known it except for probably an audible from the dog. Simple, easy peasy. Everybody's watering down dog training. Everybody's afraid of saying punisher. Everybody's a say, afraid of saying high levels. Everybody's trying to make the stopping of unwanted behavior this wonderful experience. But it actually is a wonderful experience because the dog stops it. But they're all trying to be like soft and gentle. And like we use remote cowers at low levels only. You do? We have dogs that blow through 100. We have dogs that blow through 200, two cowers on. 
Or they'll stop the behavior in the moment, but the dog does it tomorrow. That's not stopping a behavior. Let's see. Separation anxiety, how to fix it. That's not going to be answered in 15 seconds. I've got a video on my YouTube channel, but I would encourage you to do a one-on-one. -on -one. We stop separation anxiety. We've never not been able to do it. Every dog comes in with some sort of separation anxiety, just about every dog. That's all stopped. Believe it or not, you, the number one way you stop it is by correcting the dog. Yep. Won't that make it worse? That's what everybody says. Won't that make it worse? Everybody says it'll make it worse. Never seeing it. I've never seen it with our, with our philosophy, our tools, our techniques, our protocols. I have never seen, after 20 years and 10,000 dogs, and probably at least 5,000 of them with separation anxiety, I've never seen it happen. I've never seen it happen. So all these people that are saying, by using a remote collar on a separation anxiety dog makes it worse, the first question I ask those people are like, how do you know? You don't even believe in remote collars. So how do you know? You read a study. What study is there? What study is there about separation anxiety and remote collars? Those are not studies. If anything, they're opinion pieces. Or they're cherry-picked they're cherry information. There isn't a study on separation anxiety that's reliable. You know what our study is? Just doing it all the time. That's our study. Like all these people that I know that are actually stopping it, similar to the way we stop it, there you go. But then you have all these other owners and people and trainers who are not stopping it. It's like, well, that whatever they did, that didn't work. So you can book a one-on-one -on, -one on the Academy website as well. At the, at the, at the, what, what people should do is when they're buying our, our consults, if they're buying our um, um, courses, I recommend everybody join Patreon, our Patreon channel. It's $10 a month. $10 a month. You get four face-to-face -face Zoom rooms. We do those every Tuesday, which is Q&A. We just did one last night, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon at 3 p.m. You get 20% off of your courses, 20% off of your consults, and it's 10 bucks a month. And I'm going to be starting a new, a new uh, written-in Q&A um, probably the first week of uh, October. So now you'll have even more Q&As. Um, at the beginning, it was cute. It becomes a control method for the dog, right? Well, I don't know about a control method. It just becomes annoying if you're talking about the pawing. It just becomes annoying. A lot of things start out as cute. They either turn into being annoying or dangerous. We see that all the time. So that's why when I say correct it, correct it firmly, correct it harshly, people are like, oh my gosh, that seems like oh, extreme. I'm like, extreme? You just wait a couple months, wait six months, wait a year until it turns into to something dangerous or a major pain in the ass. Carol, what can I do with a shy fearful dog who barks at people but cowers as barking. No one bonk? Yep. Sure. Oh my God, but the dog is afraid. You shouldn't correct it. Bullshit. That's another lie that's out there. Don't correct a fearful dog. Really? So if my child is walking by this by, by, by um, a dog and a dog is on a leash walking down the street and lunges at my child and bites it and my child is minding its own business, 
and the owner says, oh, well, my dog's afraid. I don't give a shit if your dog's afraid. It bit my kid. That's another lie that's out there. That's another lie. Fearful biters, non-fearful biters. Guess what? They both get corrected. They both get corrected harshly. That's a behavior. Why do I always talk about correcting dogs on my podcast? Because everybody else is afraid to. They're afraid to, or they're blatantly lying to you. Literally, I know they are. I know they're lying to you. Because they know how they train. But they'll say something else. Why? Because they don't want all the hate. Um, Six-month-old miniature poodle pulls, prong or gentle leader. That's a Q&A question, but I'll just say try both. What works best for you? But I've, if you want to, Victoria... The Green to Graduate program covers that. You have a six-month-old dog, I would get the Green to Graduate program because you'll be able to fully off-leash train your dog. And there's a module in there called Walk the Walk, which will get you to fully train your dog. You'll get the best walk you've ever had. The best walk you've ever had. Africa, good morning. Up until yesterday, I was using the boost. Last night, I just set the remote on high. My female had been taking her time to do a known command, and my male was just being a jerk. Last night, they all changed. LOL. Thanks for all you do. There you go, Africa. And Africa owns two Rottweilers, two large breed power dogs that can shred you. Another friendly dog, though. And Africa is not stupid. She's a knowledgeable dog owner. But guess what? She was underwhelming her dogs. And finally, she said, I'm tired of this shit. And she actually applied a proper correction. And guess what? Dramatic difference. We see this all the time. All the time. All the time. Shirley, he's a foster. And thank you for the information. I have a dog trainer coming in, but concerned because they think they can do this in a short period of time. Well, let me know. I don't want to know who it is. I don't want to know who the trainer is. It's more about philosophies. And I'm here. You can do a consult. I fix so many problems with one-on-one -on -one consults. Literally better than in person. So, Victoria, thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. <clears throat> Dasha, would you recommend a bark collar for a 10-pound dog that's been allowed to bark all day for three years? The elderly owner is unable to chase or leash the dog for corrections with a bonker. Sure. A remote collar or a bonker? A remote collar or a bonker. That's a great example. How do you have an elderly couple stop a dog barking that's 20, 30, 40 feet away? A remote training system. It stops it. <clears throat> I've seen a direct correlation between positive-only parenting methods and positive-only dog training. Yeah, that's a freaking rabbit hole we can go down forever but we're not going to today but i'm right there with you solely surely perfect thank you you're welcome sue says i bought the good dog way and on audible and i'm listening to it and some of the walks it's all really good thanks for the recommendation it is a nice compliment to your videos and podcasts yeah the good the, the good dog way.com sean o'shea wrote a great book he's got two of them has an audiobook for him all, all this stuff has to, like, people need to wake up. People think by babying their dog, giving their dog 
lots of love and affection, which is why we get dogs. But that's not enough. That doesn't mean you get dogs just to correct them either. I'm just talking about it. When you, if you got the Green to Graduate program, you'd see that, you know, 90% of it's all reward-based training. Now, also, people have to set, depends on where you want the bar set. So many people, so many people say, I've never had to correct your dog. Well, first of all, yes, you have. You just didn't know it was a correction. But second of all, what do you do with your dog? You stay home with your dog. It sits on the couch. It meets your emotional needs. That's not dog death to me. That's not dog ownership. You know what's dog ownership to me? This morning at 5.45 a.m. in pitch black dark, I took our two dogs. I'm down to two dogs now. Joel has one. I have one. My dogs are, I've lost three dogs in the last 18 months just from old age. Biking with them off leash at 5.45 in the morning, going full blast. They come home, they eat, they rest. Angelo just swam them. Angelo is almost 10. He just swam these two dogs out in the back. And none of them, they, they drop the ball for him. They don't give him shit. The dogs will hang out quietly around the house till we do an activity. They'll go where we tell them to go. We can take them anywhere at any time, no matter what the situation is. They can hold downstays for hours. Like, that's dog ownership, doing stuff with your dog. But some people just don't bring their dogs anywhere. They never leave the house with their dogs. And if they do, it's a shit show. They let them pull. They let them bark. They let them jump. They're least reactive. We can stop all that. We can stop it all. Most, most decent dog trainers can't stop it all. But everybody's becoming afraid. So all I can say to my fellow dog trainers out there that have stopped talking about high-level corrections, that are stopped doing high-level corrections because you're worried about the social media backlash, you're worried about what the community says, push back. Push back. Tell people to fuck off. You've got a job to do. Do it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm seeing this get worse and worse and worse. It's a disservice to the owner. It's a disservice to the dog. Frankly, it's a disservice to the profession. So, um, Carol says, uh, gentle training doesn't work. I mean, it, it does. Sure it does. That's how we train obedience. We use a reward-based system to train obedience. Absolutely. We advocate for the dog. We take our time. We do hundreds of reps. There's no corrections. Now, proofing, corrections. Unwanted behavior, corrections. Training obedience, reward-based. Training tricks, reward-based. Training the odor boxes for, for narcotic or for um, some other odor work, no corrections. Starting a dog off on bite work, no corrections. 
if you want a high performing dog or a dog that actually can go anywhere with you in any situation, there's going to be corrections. It's just the way it works in life. So, specific brand recommended recommendations for a bark collar. Um, for that small 10 pound dog, yeah, that's going to be a hard one. That's a hard one. There's not a great small dog bark collar. But don't get the citronella ones. Don't get the air ones. Don't get the water ones. Get the shock. That's another thing everyone's afraid of saying shock. Stimulation they'll use. Stimulation is something you do with your fingers. It's a shock. All right? It's not a bad word. Punishment. It's not a bad word. That's what I got for you today. Short and sweet. Angel's got to start his homework right now. Starting a new homeschool module. Let everybody know how it goes. Starting two new homeschool modules. So, but... His old computer can't handle one of them, so just ordered, just ordered him a Chromebook on Amazon. He'll be here tomorrow. If you're not homeschooling your kids, you might want to think about it. It's not, it's not easy, but it's a game changer. It's a game changer. All right, let me end this show up with a great... Um, and we're up. Good. Sit. And I'm going to lure. Good. Down. This is all the training. Good. Yep. Tucker here. And now we're putting in the real world. Down. For all the podcast folks we're watching, if you're in the graduate promo video. Turn around and come back towards us. Angel's walking the dog through Home Depot. Tucker here. This dog's off leash on 180 oh acres. He's off leash. Walking to the woods. Here. There we go. That's my boy. All right, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic day. Love you all. It's today, Wednesday. So I'll see you all on tonight. I'll see you on the Q&A show with the lovely Joelle. And then I will see you back here Friday morning with another episode of Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. And then Friday night with another episode of What Would Jeff Do? So we're doing six podcasts a day. We're adding another Q&A to the Patreon channel. So we'll be up to seven ways to contact us for either 10 bucks a month, which will be two of them, or five podcasts a week, which are free, plus 5,000 videos, 50,000 posts, daily updates on um, social media. If you really want to catch up with us on social media, I suggest you watch your Instagram stories. So join our Instagram family, join our Facebook family, Subscribe to this channel, notify it, share this show with your friends. All right. Everybody have a fantastic day. Love you all. I really do. Thank you.